News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Orti looks set to remain in the political spotlight for some time. But what does this week have in store for the national broadcaster? Hugh O'Connell, Deputy Political Editor of the Irish Independent, joins us now. It's hard to know where to begin. There's so many strands to this story, Hugh. But first of all, can I ask you, the additional powers that the, the PAC are going to have to, I suppose, investigate and compel witnesses going forward, what's involved there? Yeah, well, the Public Accounts Committee Chairman uh, Brian Stanley has indicated this morning in, in the Irish Times that he will uh, seek to compel Ryan Tuberty to appear before um, the Committee uh, of Public Accounts. Um, that, that can be sometimes a, quite a convoluted process involving the committee applying to another committee to compel an individual uh, to come before it. But in the Public Accounts Committee case, it might be more streamlined uh, in order, uh, really because because it is responsible for, for auditing public money. But of course, as we learned at the weekend, the CNAG, the Comptroller and Auditor General, the state's uh, auditing watchdog really, has not had the power to audit ORTE for the last 30 years, which is something I think which is going to change as a result mm. of this uh, crisis at ORTE, because we're, we're learning really that over the last 10 years, ORTE has been majority reliant on taxpayer funding. It, it, the commercial side has not been as lucrative as it was in the past. Um, but but that's one thing I think that the Public Accounts Committee is going to be looking at. But I think all eyes tomorrow will be on the Cabinet meeting that uh, it's expected will sign off on terms of reference for this external review on corporate uh, governance at ORTE and on culture within the organisation. And we learned as well over the weekend in my own paper, The Sunday Independent, that the minister is, uh, Minister Catherine Martin, the media minister, is invoking Section 1097A of the Broadcasting Act, which will give her broad discretion to... Uh, appoint a person, most likely an auditor, who would uh, have powers to go into ORT and basically uh, compel them to open their books, yeah. open their finances uh, to to further closer scrutiny. And I think that's evidence that the government is not satisfied that ORT was sufficiently transparent in its disclosures to two Oireachtas committees over the course of... Uh, in layman's terms, it sort of looks like ORT isn't going to know what's hit it, that, that this was a, a massive misstep yeah. by them because the... the the, the whole heap of trouble it has brought now down on its own head, this isn't going away anytime soon. No, I, I think you're right, Claire, and I think I think what happened last week uh, uh, dented con- government confidence and indeed public confidence in Orti even further. I don't think anyone could say that those were two distinguished outings at the Oireachtas Committee no. by uh, senior management within the organisation. Uh, this week as well, I think we'll hear from, uh, or we, we expect that the Oireachtas Media Committee may hold a meeting, though there, there was one uh, not yet scheduled. They have invited in the former Director General Noel Kern, the former Chair Moira Doherty, who we heard a little bit from at the Public Accounts Committee last week, and also uh, Breda O'Keefe, Orti's chief, former Chief Financial Officer, who left the broadcaster in 2019, but may be able to shed further light on issues, uh, particularly around this uh, still unresolved issue of why Ryan Tuberty was paid €120,000 more uh, than had been disclosed between 2017. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone answer the question as to why his salary was misreported. I have. I mean, I think we probably know the answer to it, but I haven't heard anyone actually try and justify it or defend it or explain it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, particularly that, that period, 2017 to 2019, is still shrouded in a lot of mystery. Grant Thornton has been asked to look at this issue. Uh, we've heard that Orty kind of suggesting that this could take up to four weeks. Uh, people I speak to in government aren't happy about this. They think it should be a lot sooner. Um, so I think we can expect that ORTI is going to come under a lot more pressure this week to provide the sort of documentation and information that it was asked for last week by the two Oireachtas committees and 
certainly to shed a bit more light around that that kind of issue. But also, obviously, this uh, 1.25 million uh, barter accounts uh, that was spent through it over the last 10 years. We heard last week's very damaging evidence, testimony of this money being used on Rugby World Cup tickets, Champions League finals, IRFU, 10-year tickets, U2 concerts. A slush fund, as as it was referred to. Can I just ask you, it was reported in some of the papers over the weekend to you that that they're talking about splitting RTE. Now, ministers have come out to to rubbish this. 400 redundancies, um, selling 2FM, splitting the commercial from the public service broadcasting element. Um, Have you heard any murmurs of, of that or is that pure speculation? Well, I think it's slightly speculative, but I think what, what that story in the mail on Sunday was reflecting was a, a sort of wish list, I think, of ministers as to how they might like to um, reform RTE over, over, the next, um, over the next year. I think that this is probably going to come into play. Uh, the minister was very quick to come out and say that you know, jobs are not at risk at this point or anything like that. Uh, but I do think you're going to see fundamental overhaul of how RTE does, it, does its business. I think in the first instance, that, that idea of splitting the commercial and the publicly funded side, I think that's very likely. Uh, but I also think the days of paying top presenters more than the Taoiseach are over. Uh, I think you're going to have a situation uh, as well where uh, presenter contracts are regularised, where they become employees of the organisation rather than outside the, contractors. The difficulty in that, and I, I've heard that, and, and it sounds in theory like a wonderful idea, but as someone who works in broadcast media, the difficulty if you make somebody employee, uh, when someone goes off the boil, when someone has passed their sell-by date in terms of their on-air thing, you're stuck with them then. You can't change the schedule. You can't get rid of them. And they're probably on very expensive contracts in terms of their employment. And now they have to hang around till retirement. That That is an issue and that's going to be an issue for RT. That's why some of them, it sounds great in theory, but that's why some of them are on contracts. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a fair point. And I think that, you know, that point will be made by people arguing that case in, as part of, of the government review. But I mean, I think you have to look at this in the context of what has happened in the organisation and as I said, I think there's, you know, this is not a case of RT potentially, you know, being able to dictate the way no. its future is run. I think you're very much going to have a situation, and there's a debate to be had about this, uh, about the government and, and its role in this, and whether that would affect the independence of the national broadcaster. But I do think the days of RT determining that 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 it, that it, it you know, is worthwhile paying salaries, yeah, bidding against uh, themselves, more than half a million in Ryan Tuberty's yeah. case. Are, uh, are, are over. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Hugh O'Connell there, Deputy Political Editor of the Irish Independent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.